Well, I know I've already said hello to our Bethel campus and online folks, but I haven't yet to our campuses. And so greetings to those of you in Waterbury, New Milford, and in Derby today. We are continuing on in our sermon series that we're entitled, Jesus Is. You know, we often don't do this, but let me tell you what's coming up this year. We're in this theme year called Jesus, and right now we're in this series called Jesus Is. We're going to be in that all the way up until Advent which isn't that far off, actually. Once we get to Advent, we're gonna be doing a series called What a Name! We're gonna be looking at the different names of Jesus in the birth story, in that Christmas story in the book of Matthew. We're gonna be in the book of Matthew the whole year. And then in the new year, if you can imagine that, 2023, just place yourself there right now in January, we're gonna start a series called Jesus Says. So this is Jesus is, it's all about the character of Jesus, and in the new year, we're going to be looking at Jesus says, what does he tell us, what does he teach us, what is he calling us to obey from his word? And so that's a little bit of where we're going, but today we're looking at Jesus is, and I want to talk to you about Jesus is healer, Jesus is healer. I'm praying today that Jesus would not just teach us that he's healer, but he would be healer today. That's what I'm praying. So in each of our campuses, online as well, this is leading to a prayer moment. This is leading to a time where we're going to pray for one another, where maybe individually we come before the Lord and we ask the Lord in the name of Jesus to bring healing into our lives. That's where this is leading Maybe you're online today and and you might at some point at this end of this message need to literally kind of step up and and kneel down and ask the Lord to pray for for healing and pray in that way and change your posture. For us in our campuses, we're going to be encouraged to come forward and really in vulnerability and and, in boldness, ask the Lord, Lord, would you heal us? See, Jesus, he is healer. He is healer. You know, I remember when I was younger in elementary school, I always loved show and tell day. I looked forward to show and tell day. There were very simple rules to show and tell. You had to bring something in and then you had to tell about it, show and tell. There are a few other rules like no living things, no sharp things, you know, things like that. But, but the major rule was you couldn't talk about something unless you brought it in, okay? So no show, then no tell. You understand? You couldn't just come and say, oh, let me tell you about this thing that I didn't bring in. I remember this kid who always forgot to bring it in, and he'd start telling it, and the teacher, no, no show, no tell. I love the fact that our Jesus, he told us things, but he showed it too. Jesus was not a no show and all tell no, he was a, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me, let me teach you, let me share with you what's going on right now, and now let me demonstrate it right before your eyes. I love that our Jesus was a show and tell. Let me read our passage today out of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. I'm mainly going to be pulling from this one verse in verse 23, but you could read verses 23 to 25 This is what it says in chapter four, verse 23. You're gonna see the show and tell of Jesus right here before you. It says, Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching, there's the tell. 
This is what he's doing. He's traveling throughout Galilee and he's teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. So right here already the scripture is telling us what he is telling about. He's telling about the kingdom of God. I'll talk more about that in just a moment, about what the kingdom is and why he was so passionate about telling people about this kingdom. It goes on and it says, and he healed. There's the show. Every kind of disease and illness. I love that our Jesus was a show and tell Messiah. He's the show and tell king of our lives. Jesus was telling his people that the kingdom of God was here, that he was ushering in a new kingdom where there was new rulership and reign, and it was him, Jesus Christ. And when you come under this rulership and reign and you follow him, you get to not just see and and, and you don't just get to, to hear about the kingdom, you get to see the kingdom working in and through you. And today I want to talk to you about our Jesus who is a healer. And what I want to do is I want to answer five critical questions when it comes to healing. Questions that I'm sure you've probably asked yourself and wrestled with, and they're questions I've wrestled with as well. Let's start with the first one. Why? Why did Jesus heal? Uh, It's clear that Jesus did heal. As you read the Gospels, you'll see that he healed. There are thousands of times where he healed many people right out in the open. This was a a part of his ministry. But why did he do it? Why was Jesus going around and healing? Let me give you two reasons why. Uh, There are probably many, but let me give you two. The first is this. I believe Jesus healed because he loved people. He really loved people. This is so important for us to know that we have a Savior who loves us. You know, so often as you read the Gospels and you come to Jesus' healing ministry, right before he heals, it often says that he was moved with compassion. So he was moved with compassion, a a deep, guttural kind of love for that person or for those people, that he had to move out and do something about their condition. He loved them. You need to know today that you are loved. You are loved. Maybe the people around you aren't showing you love, but you have a God who loves you. He has compassion for you, and his passion is for you. He loves you. And so I believe Jesus, he healed because he had this deep love for others. I think also he he wanted people to know that they were loved. He had this deep conviction that people would know that they were loved. And especially, maybe not especially, but you can see it throughout the Gospels, how he would go to the people that nobody else cared for. He wanted people to know that he loved everyone. I think of how Jesus went and he touched the leper. This was a people group that was cast out of the community. You weren't to be a hundred yards of these people. You weren't to allow them to touch you. If they touched you, you were seen now as unclean. I love this. Then Jesus kind of just steps on the scene. He's like, no, no, no. You've got this thing all flipped upside down. No, no. These aren't unlovable people. No, these aren't people that, that, that God is upset with. No, these are people that God cares about and God loves. Let me, and listen, you know, listen, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go to them and I'm going to touch them. See, people believe that the unclean would make the clean unclean. But now Jesus was going to them as the clean and pure one and saying, no, 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 listen, what, this is what I do is that when I touch, 
I don't become unclean. No, the clean makes the unclean clean, right? That was the gospel message, by the way, right there. That's it. That's what Jesus does. No matter what you know, illness, no matter what sin is in our life, this is the power and the grace of Jesus, is that he makes what is unclean clean. And I think Jesus, he does this out of his love for people. He goes and he, he heals. He wants people to understand that they can belong in his kingdom. I'm ushering something in and you belong to it. And so he goes and, and he heals people because he loves people. I think there's another important reason why Jesus heals. And, and all of his healings point to something. See, Jesus is trying to reveal something to the people. He's not just trying to reveal his love, but he's trying to reveal something. See, he was talking and telling people that the kingdom of God was among them. It was at hand. It had come in him. This new age that everybody was longing for was here, and it was here now. And what Jesus was trying to do through his healing was to teach them and show them what his kingdom was like. This is what my kingdom is like. And one of the hallmarks of my kingdom is freedom. You see, when you give your life to me, what you're headed towards is freedom. Freedom from your sins, freedom from pain, freedom into, into community again, restored identity. And so Jesus was going around and when he was healing people, he was ushering in his kingdom. He was saying, this is what it will look like to belong to my kingdom. You're gonna be a freed people. Now go, go. I love that. You know, Jesus, he, he, didn't, he didn't heal to become famous. <laughs> it's not why he did it. He, he didn't heal actually to prove that he was God. No, he would do that another way. See, he would tell the people, yeah, you're right, I am the Messiah. Yep, I am God, but here's what's gonna happen. I'm, I'm going to die for your sins, but I'm gonna rise from the dead three days later. This is how he proved that he was God, because three days later, he rose from the dead. Then he walked the planet just so people would see him. Hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people, saw the resurrected Jesus. That was his proof that he was God. He didn't use his miracles as proof that he was God. No, he used his miracles to point towards what his kingdom looked like. You see, Jesus wasn't showing off with his miracles, with his healing. He was just showing up. <laughs> he wasn't showing off. Oh, look at me. Look how powerful I am. No, he was just showing up, saying, listen, this is what it's like to be in my presence. You receive restoration. You're freed from things. Shackles fall off. This is what it's like to be under my kingship, is that I heal and I restore people. Second question, does Jesus heal today? I would imagine that we've all asked that question. Does Jesus heal today? Now, you can answer that, and you could say, no, Jesus doesn't heal today, but then you're left with a whole series of different questions that you need to confront. One of them would be, well, why did he stop? It's clear that Jesus did heal. It's clear that God did heal very much, so what would be his point in stopping? 
You also have to ask the question and answer the question, well, what do we do with the thousands and thousands of healing stories across our globe right now? Is this a club of people that have gotten together and just kind of organized this and they are, are sharing it? They're, maybe they're delusional, maybe they're mad, maybe they, maybe they don't really understand what happened. What do you do with all the miracles that are taking place today around the world? And you can read all, all about these and I can tell you some. Now, if you answer yes, Jesus does heal, then you have to answer the question, well, why doesn't he heal all the time, right? I'm gonna get there in a moment, okay? I know we wanna hear about that one, but I'll get there in a moment. I am a person um, that, through, as I study scripture, as I've experienced a life of faith in Jesus Christ, that I am convicted and I truly believe that Jesus heals today, 100%. I believe he does. Here's why I believe that. It's because the Bible teaches me that God is healer. From the Old Testament into the New Testament, Jesus carries on really that, that healing power of God in the Old Testament. And, and Jesus, he carries that on in his ministry on earth. Then when he dies and he rises from the dead, he ascends into heaven. He gives the gift of the Holy Spirit on the church and the early church and the apostles. They continue that ministry of healing. It's part of what attracts people and builds the church and draws people to Jesus. And so as I look biblically, I, I look at it and say, wow, God is a, a healer. It's so clear that he is. And, and the Bible and scripture doesn't teach me that he's stopped in doing that. I also believe that, that healing, that Jesus heals today because I've personally seen it and experienced it. And I hope that you, you trust me enough in this to know that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not very dramatic, right? Um, that I'm not trying to like, you know, say things that are untrue to cause an emotion or reaction in any way. Um, all I'm saying is that I've been there when we've prayed and people have been healed. Um, I remember several times where people came and right in our own campuses and we've prayed and, and shoulders have been healed. I've seen people's backs been healed. I've seen a couple different people who were um, struggling with their sight, so much so one woman was blind in one eye and she was prayed for and, and she saw. And I just can't make that up. Um, she went back to doctors and, and they were amazed. And so I've seen it happen. I've experienced it in my own family. Becca was having excruciating shoulder pain and she received prayer and the next day she was completely healed. Never struggled with it again. And I tend to believe my wife. <laughs> right? It's just a really good practice. It's, it's just good. I, there, I have no reason to think she's telling me a lie. And I've seen that she hasn't struggled with that shoulder. She's lifting like 500 pound bench press. That's untrue. And so I've seen it. But I, I do struggle with that question, why doesn't Jesus heal all the time? Because I've also been in situations where I've prayed and people have not been healed. That has happened. I've actually, I've prayed for people to live and they haven't lived. It's a struggle, right? So I'm in your seat with you, very much so. That's a struggle for me. We're gonna get to that question. <laughs> But does Jesus heal today? I think there are a few things we need to remember and, and know as we think about this question, does Jesus heal today? And the first is this, is that God himself calls himself healer. 
When you read through the Gospels in the book of John, Jesus has these I am statements. He says, I am the good shepherd, I am the vine, I am the way, the truth, and the life. All these different ones, I am the light. He says all these different things, I am the door, right? And what Jesus is doing is he's revealing something about who he is. This is who I am, I am the good shepherd. You know, there's another I am statement, it's in the Old Testament, and this I am statement God says, but I think we can apply it to Jesus because Jesus is God, right? He's part of the Godhead, so I believe we can. And this comes in a portion of scripture where the Lord has already done two miracles right before it for the people of Israel. They're, they're going into the wilderness. He parts the Red Sea, so water miracle number one. They get into the wilderness. They're thirsty. They can't find any water. Finally, they do, but it's bitter, so they become bitter, right? And then Jesus, he, he purifies the water. You should read the story. It's a great story. So water miracle number two. It's into this context that the Lord speaks through Moses. And he says this in Exodus chapter 15. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians for, and here's the big statement, I am the Lord who heals you. God says this as clear as day. I am the Lord who heals you. So do you believe that Jesus is still the good shepherd? I believe that. I believe that Jesus is still our guide, right? He leads us. And so he says, I am the good shepherd. Therefore, I believe he's still the good shepherd. Well, the Lord says, I am the one who heals you. Why would we stop believing that one? I don't believe the Lord's given up on that. I don't think he's set off that part of who he is. I love in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, nowhere in Scripture does it say, except for his healing ministry. No, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And as we look at the Gospels, you know, Jesus reveals who he is as he walks this planet. And very much a part of what he did on this planet was he acted as healer. So he hasn't set that off of him. The next thing I think we need to know as we come on this question is, does Jesus heal today, is his kingdom is already among us. In Luke 17, some Pharisees come before Jesus and, and they ask him, you know, the kingdom of God, um, when will the kingdom of God come? People were waiting for this new age when God would rule and reign, and he would do it through the sending of a Messiah, and so Jesus, as the Messiah, answers in this way, very simply, the kingdom of God is already among you. This is so important to realize because if God's kingdom is among us, he's ushered it in, he's brought it in, then we should experience the activity of this kingdom. <laughs> if his kingdom is at hand, then we should see some evidence of his kingdom in operation. See, in another part of scripture, Jesus teaches that the kingdom of God is within us. Why does he teach that? Because he's gonna give the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the gift of the Holy Spirit comes within us. This is God himself that comes and, and fills us. And now we, we walk in the spirit and we listen and we obey the spirit of God in our lives. And as we do, as we do, we get to see the kingdom come. 
It's not us doing it, it's the spirit of Christ Jesus within us. Our part is the obedience part. But as we do obey the spirit of God within us, we should see the activity of the kingdom. We no longer live in a time when access to God is limited. We have full access to the presence of God in our lives through the Holy Spirit. Let me say one more thing in this. See, not only is the kingdom of God among us and doing something in us, the Spirit doing something in us, I believe when it comes to does Jesus still heal today that the Lord wants to do something through us. That actually he's called his church to be the hands and feet of Jesus. How do we do that? Through the power of the Spirit. And he's calling us to go out and continue to move the kingdom of God on. He's calling us to be a part of that. I remember a friend of ours, Jan Nell, who has since gone to be with the Lord. He would come and he would speak to us and I had the privilege of sitting with him several times and he taught me something that I'll never forget. He taught me these different stages of maturity that every disciple should go through. And there are three of them. And I wanna share them with you today. And they come straight from the words of Jesus. I love that, fits right in with our theme. The first is this. John is uh, baptizing people, he has disciples. Jesus comes on the scene and some of the disciples of John look at Jesus and say, wow, that Jesus, he's amazing. I wonder what it's like to be with him. I wonder what his home looks like. And in John chapter one, Jesus looks at these two disciples and says, come and see. This is the first part of being a disciple, being a person who follows Jesus, is that you commit to coming and see. I'm gonna come and see all that I can about who Jesus is. I want to know everything I can about this Jesus. I'm gonna come and see. But then there's a second part, a second stage. And as you're thinking about these stages, I want you to place yourself in one of them. Because maybe the Lord wants to stretch you this year. But later on in, um, in, in, in Matthew's gospel, in chapter 16, Jesus says this to his disciples. Now I'm telling you right now, this is gonna get more challenging, okay? But this is what he says in Matthew 16. Take up your cross and follow me. The next stage of maturity for a Christ follower, so the first is about knowing. I'm going to seek Jesus. I want to know him. This second part is about surrendering. Saying, you know what, Jesus... I don't wanna just come and see, now I wanna give you everything. I wanna give you my life. I wanna give you all that I have. You've given it to me anyway. Lord, I'm gonna follow you no matter the cost. I'm gonna go wherever you call me. I'm surrendering it all. (laughs) And that's a daily practice, isn't it? We're all working on that. We're being transformed in that area. But this is that second step of maturity. Let me share the third, and I think the third is the one that's the most neglected in the church. And this is what it says. This is part of the Great Commission. Great Commission. It's in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. Before the really well-known part of the Great Commission, which starts with therefore, well, therefore is always there for a reason, okay? That's just basic hermeneutics right there. If, If there's a therefore, see what comes before it. This is what comes before it. Jesus says this. All authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. What Jesus is saying is, listen, I want you to know all about me. I want you to surrender everything to me. But now I want you to step out and act and operate in authority because I am within you. 
I want you to learn what it's like to operate in the Spirit's power. I want you to to step out and I want you to bring transformation into this world. I want you to bring light into darkness. I want you to bring change. I want you to bring healing. I want you to bring all these things to the power of my spirit. Listen, all authority has been given to me. Now I'm giving this to you through the power of my spirit. Now go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Friends, this is the call on our lives. And this is a challenge to each and every one of us. Yes, Jesus still heals today. Yes, he repairs the broken. Yes, he forgives sins. Yes, he comes and he he makes known his presence to us in powerful ways. Yes, Jesus is alive. And he wants to work not just in you, but through you, through the power of his spirit. And so let's be a healing people. Let's be a people that, that, that bring healing into one another's lives. Not division, not separation, but healing. Question three, how does Jesus heal today? I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but let me just give you some very practical teaching on this. How does Jesus heal today? Let me share three ways. First, naturally. Second, medically. Third, supernaturally. And by the way, all three are supernatural. Let me explain. Jesus heals naturally. Have you ever thought about your body and how amazing it is? Our, our bodies are amazing. And the Lord, he heals us naturally so often. Let me give you an example of that. You know, if he didn't heal you naturally, the first time you got a cut on your finger, you would bleed to death. But no, our bodies have been made to heal. This is absolutely amazing. And it's not because of your great fitness regiment. No, no, it heals itself because that's the way that God has made you. So in the very way that God has made you, he's communicating something to you. I am the God who heals. But the Lord also heals us medically. I'm so thankful for for doctors in the medical field who have been given wisdom and the Lord has used to bring medication and surgeries to help heal us. You know, you might be a person who got a lot of relief because of a surgery that took place. We should rejoice and praise the Lord for that. It's not a second-class healing. God used that to heal you. Praise God. I have a few doctors in the family, uh, two surgeons in our family, and I remember uh, one of them, my brother-in-law, Tom, told me, you know what I do? He's a spinal surgeon, and, uh, and he said, you know what I do basically is I remove things and I put things in, but really what I'm doing is getting everything back in place so that God can heal them. I love that. It's exactly what's happening, just in the medical field, not to diminish what they do. It's an unbelievable work. Please keep doing that. But God does that healing. It's supernatural. And then there's the supernatural. God does heal through the supernatural. These are these times, and I'm looking around at faces, and I can see some of you have supernatural stories of how God has healed you. This is where God moves in a person's life, and there's no explanation other than it was the power of God. God moved. So let's get to this question that maybe you've been waiting for. Why isn't everyone healed? And I want to give a sensitive answer into this, I'm a little reluctant to share it because I don't want you to apply this to every situation. And then I want to give you the spiritual, the, the, the big answer, why, why there's still suffering in the world, why, why 
isn't everybody healed. But let me, let me talk about the sensitive one first. And again, do not apply this to every situation. It does not apply to every situation. But it might apply to some. Here's, here's maybe one answer. Why isn't everyone healed? Why, why haven't I been healed yet? Sometimes we're not well because we're not taking care of ourselves. Sometimes we need to do our part in order to receive the healing. Let me give you just an example of that. If I come to you and I say, man, my stomach is just wound up all the time. It's just hurting so much. And then you ask me questions and you find out that I eat fast food every meal of my life. Like, I have to stop doing that. I've got to stop doing that. I have to take care of my body. I have to eat well. These things are important. I have to exercise. These things are, are really important so that we can feel well. Even when it comes to, to our minds, maybe some of you have been told different things that you should practice, questions you should ask, people you should be around to help you in your mental health. We need to do those things so that we can feel better. So that's one answer, but it's not the only answer, and it doesn't apply to every situation. Here's what I would say spiritually. Why isn't everyone healed? Because we live in a broken world. The kingdom of God is already, but not yet. If you could picture this for a moment, Jesus came, and he had victory. He went to the cross, and he died, and he ushered in this new kingdom right here, and that kingdom is at hand. It's already happening right here, but we know that there's a day coming when Jesus returns, and the fullness of his presence will be experienced, and all things will be put back to right. Revelation says that there will be no more pain. There will be no more mourning right here in this spot, but we live in the in-between where Satan is still running amok. He's messing things up, and in this in-between time we've been called to be the church the light of the world to bring more more and more people to knowledge and saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and until this time when Jesus returns there's still pain there's still suffering and there's still brokenness in the world but because of what Jesus did on the cross right here we can know that right here he's going to have final victory and we are going to be with him forever and so we have that great hope but we live in this gray area where we continue to experience pain and suffering and evil one battling against us. Next question, how do we receive healing? Now before I, I give some specifics on how to pray for healing, and then we're gonna move into a time of praying for healing, let me just share one thing. I love the fact that healing doesn't wear one outfit. It comes in many ways. The Lord, he heals physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. There's inner healing. There's relational healing. That actually, the Lord, he desires that all for us. He can do that for us. In fact, as I look at the stories of physical healing in Scripture, I see that they receive so much more than that. When you look at the man with leprosy, he was restored back into his community, into his family. He receives so much more than just physical healing. I look at blind Bartimaeus, he received so much more, he got to follow Jesus after that moment. I look at the blind man at the beautiful gate who leapt up for joy. He received so much more than just physical healing. Let me quickly tell you about a woman who was bleeding in Matthew chapter nine. She was continually bleeding. And she came up and she touched the robe of Jesus. Jesus didn't see that she did that, but she, he felt it. And in Mark's gospel, it says that she felt immediate healing. 
The Greek word that's used here is iomai. It means physical healing. And so here what's happening is this woman thinks that she's only been physically healed. And so she, she experiences this physical healing. But then Jesus finds her, seeks her out, looks her in the eye, and tells her that her faith has healed her. And the Greek word for healed here is a different word. It's sozo, which means that she was made well completely. This is the heart of our Jesus. This is the heart of our God, is that one day we will be made well completely. That this is what the Lord does. He wants to heal our minds. He wants to heal our hearts. He wants to heal us physically. That that, that the Lord, he wants us well completely. And this is what he will do when he returns. So how do we pray for healing? A couple things. First, we need to come before him humbly. We need to come and say, you know what, Lord? I admit, (laughs) I'm not in control. I need you. Secondly, we need to ask in the name of Jesus. We see this throughout scripture in John 16. It teaches us to pray and call out on the name of Jesus. Jesus, I admit, I am not in control. I am in need of your help. And then third, we need to invite others to pray for us. And to get more practical, ask them to lay hands on us. In Luke chapter four, it says, when the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness. And laying his hands on each one, he healed them. In James chapter five, it says, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. This is the kind of prayer and the kind of faith that brings healing. Let me encourage us in just one more thing. As we pray for healing, I want to encourage us to pray with faith and expectancy. Pray knowing that we serve a God who heals. He is able. But let's also live lives with trust and humility. That as we pray, that we just trust the Lord and we are humble with how he wants to move and act. But let's be a people that become the hands and feet of Jesus. Let's be a people who are empowered by the spirit of God. That we would have with boldness this desire and this eagerness to pray for people that they might experience healing. Not just physical healing, but emotional healing, mental healing, relational healing. Let's be people who call on the name of Jesus with great power. I'm gonna send it back now to our campus pastors. We're gonna lead into a time where we pray and pray for one another. And so I pray that this message has been of help to us, of challenge, and I pray that um, we might now call upon our Jesus who heals. I pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus himself. Amen, amen.